Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome to Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I am your host, Cecil Rose. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank everyone for their comments, their feedback, their encouragement. Everyone that's been rocking with me ever since I started this podcast. I appreciate everyone and uh, look forward to continuing to deliver good content. So if you hadn't subscribed, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, a couple of other platforms. We come out every Monday with these podcasts. So as soon as you subscribe, you will get them fresh every Monday. So today I will be talking about surplus funds and overages, surplus funds and overages. I have a lot of other guests uh, that's lined up to be on the show. But today, you know, I get a lot of questions. People ask me about different niches, uh, different strategies that I use. And some people just want to hear from me solo. So I understand that. Uh, but today I want to talk about surplus funds and overages. You know, doing short sales and pre foreclosures, that's my niche. That's something I specialize in or one one of the things that I specialize in in real estate. But as we know, there's a lot of people that will get foreclosed on. I think there's around 3,500 foreclosures a day that actually happens. And some people will lose their home. You just, that's nothing you could do about that. And I stumbled on this particular strategy because I was following some foreclosure files that uh, I was working and trying to do short sales, and unfortunately, the lender uh, didn't, they wasn't in agreement of what we had presented to them. And sometimes that that can just be the investor guidelines. But this particular house, or one of the houses that got foreclosed, when I first started doing this, I was at the courthouse, and this house actually had got bidded on. It was at the foreclosure auction. And, you know, a quick tip on that. If you're looking for buyers because people are trying to build a buyers list, you know, going to sheriff sale auction is a good place to find buyers. Uh, make sure you bring your cars with you, you know, pass them out because you will find a lot of good cash buyers at foreclosure auctions. So but surplus funds is when a property is getting for is is foreclosed on actually so it's it get bid it get bidded on at the foreclosure auction and say like the property or the entity is uh or the lender most of the lenders are at these auctions and they're trying to get the payoff amount or as much as they can so say like if you had a property that the payoff amount to be satisfied on that loan is a hundred thousand dollars, but that property got bidded up to a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So the lender they got their hundred thousand, they're good, they satisfied. But 
you got this 30,000 that has been created from the bid of that house. So where does that $30,000 go? The $30,000 actually is supposed to go to the homeowner. Yes, the 30,000 goes to the homeowner that has been foreclosed on. But what happens is when anybody get foreclosed on, of course, they already moved out the house. They don't have no forwarding address because you don't know where they're going to be staying at. And once the sheriff's sale has taken place, the actual courthouse or sheriff's sale department try to reach out to that homeowner to let them know that they were foreclosed on and there was some excess proceeds surplus funds that was created and like i said for example thirty thousand dollars is held is being held waiting for them to to go and claim so when this happened to one of my properties the person that i was working with they had about fourteen thousand dollars in that and this person um may have been behind for like uh the, the money had been there for like two years and the the interest on the money it it accumulates so in some states i know in louisiana in my state technically we don't have a uh a period where you 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 have to claim the funds, meaning that in other states, there's a statute where if you don't claim the funds in a certain amount of time, then the funds are actually cheated back to the state where they can use the money. So there's a time frame in certain uh, places or states where you have to claim the money. And if you don't claim it, then they just automatically lose the money. So. This particular claimant that I reached out to, it was about 14000 in it. So what I did was I did some research and I, uh, I had an attorney already. And this is the thing. Most attorneys have no idea about surplus funds. They never heard of it. Some of the attorneys that I was speaking with about this never heard about excess proceeds. I was like showing them what to do. But it's good to have an attorney to look over your documents, look over your paperwork, because when you're doing this, attorneys may have to show up in court sometimes to uh, to submit and sign a petition to, to withdraw the funds out of the court. So doing this, it took this took me about a month to do. We got all the paperwork drawn up. And uh, we got the person in the agreement. And when you contact these people and you let them know that there's money there, some people are like very um, compassionate. They're very thankful, appreciative because they never knew that the money was there. And then they they don't even have any money. Uh, I have people that have cried and everything. And on the other hand, it don't always go like that. You have some people that. They want you to tell them where the money, where the money is located. Uh, they want to know why are you getting a certain percentage of it. So it's 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 still things you you would have to deal with. But the biggest thing is um, convincing them that there is money 
that has been set aside, that is being held in an entity that belongs to them. That's the biggest thing that or the challenge you would have. And then finding the people, because some of these people, you can't find them. There's several people I couldn't find. But in these court in the courthouses um, where the money is being held, there's millions of dollars. There's people who who have money in the courts that have been sitting there for eight, nine years. Uh, And some of these people have passed away. So if they passed away, of course, the money now, it belongs to the heirs. Uh, So, you know, you're getting into secessions and everything like that. But I say that because there are different niches out there that people are doing. And if you are aware of them, you can work them the same way. So foreclosure you can still check and see, you know, because a lot of a lot of foreclosure, a lot of pre foreclosure, a lot of short sales may not work out. But if you track it, if you have time, if you can get a VA or whatever, how you trying to do? Uh, I've made several thousand dollars. Uh, just have like a finder's fee. Now, this is different than unclaimed funds where you go on a state site that is public records and you go on the state and you just type in your name and there's unclaimed uh funds that are there this is a whole different entity i mean i've had people that i've i've seen a hundred and fifty thousand two hundred thousand sixty seventy thousand dollars that's been sitting in the courts for over four or five years so this is this is a totally different entity but when you contact these people you get the paperwork drawn up um one of mine's that i did uh surplus fund file that i did it took me about a month to do and i made like almost uh sixty three hundred dollars on it so i mean putting a little time into it calling skip tracing letting the people know and you know i mean that you're not dealing with tenants toilets or anything like that probably can't do this full time but it can be like a part time where you pull in the list and there's more entailed into it uh but this is something that i found just through doing properties that had been foreclosed on and i'm not only helping the homeowner but i'm helping myself because i put the time into it i put the energy i found the person and then i also let the person know hey there is funds there that is yours and you're able to retrieve now another thing you may uh be a challenge is if there's liens or judgments now you know if liens or judgments are current some liens or judgments if that person had a lien or judgment against their property is still attached um it hadn't been prescribed or anything like that then that judgment or lien has to be negotiated so whatever funds that are in that you would have to negotiate those funds and get those uh get that paid out or, or negotiate something with them you don't really have to get it paid out you can get it negotiated with the judgment or lien holder where they take less than what's owed on it to satisfy that judgment or lien so you're, you're helping a homeowner even that way 
where they may have had a judgment of lien that just just was attached to them. Now, if there's a judgment of lien that is more than a surplus fund, of course, then that'll be a deal that you you just won't be able to work. But this is another strategy to add into your arsenal uh, when you're dealing with foreclosures. So I'm excited about this because I finished my short sale course. Uh, I've actually had some people test it, go through it, and they had success. So I'll be releasing it actually this month. And I look forward to uh, continue just bringing good content. And I'll see you on the next episode. So peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 